0: Can we just talk about how trash this all-star game is like goddamn, this First shit sucks. Off, uh-uh. fuck this shit But you're
1: not gonna do it's not start the podcast off like that you're Usually gonna start the podcast off like
0: that's how you do in the intro bro you know that
1: You already know that we gotta give us this this is a very 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 special episode You wanna know why? Why? Because we black, y'all. And we black, y'all. And we blackity black. And we black, y'all. And I'm black, the black, the black, blackity black. And I'm so black, the black, the black, black. Yeah. If y'all could in case y'all didn't know, in case y'all were living on the Rock, it is Black History Month, which means shout out to all our melanin brothers and sisters. Except... For our mulatto, brothers and sisters. Y'all's y'all, shout, shout out to them too. Y'all y'all's pet y'all days pass on the fifteenth. They only get half the <laughs> They only get half the money.
0: Half of 28 is not fifteen though.
1: I don't give a fuck. They get half of it.
0: <laughs> Alright. So got no math. Fuck math.
1: It ain't black. It was created by the white devil himself.
0: No, math was created by Africa. No, it was not.
1: <laughs> because, no. I refuse to believe.
0: He came from Egypt.
1: I refuse to believe. That, no, math was created by Reagan because Reagan is the devil.
0: Math is. De- sure.
1: Reagan was Sh- the Sure.
0: Devil. Sure. <laughs> it is cold as fuck in this apartment, goddammit.
1: <laughs>
0: my fucking hands. Shit.
1: Welcome to the Modern Day Sand Podcast.
0: It's cold as hell.
1: <laughs> it's a special episode. It's a spe- it's a special month. This is Black History Month, and it's gonna be a very Black episode.
0: All right, we was gonna do a tournament for you know, like Black sitcom and we'll Black movies. We'll save that
1: for next week. We got some. We can still talk about, about Black
0: sitcoms. You can still talk about Black cinema. But we can impact. talk
1: about how Black culture literally is just it's it's culture itself, and how Black culture has been stolen. And duplicated across generations and generations and generations, and we could talk about some of our favorite black moments.
0: We can talk about a lot of things that we are black. We could
1: talk about Whoopi Goldberg's neck because it's black. Oh, okay. We can talk about <laughs> we can talk about black, pepper, black We can talk about the Glock that the police used to shoot us because it's black.
0: <laughs>
1: we could talk about the keys on the piano because it's black.
0: If you know, you know. If you know what
1: movie that's from, try trying to you. <laughs> Anything black is getting highlighted today. Right, we can talk about chocolate ice cream because it's black.
0: It's brown, but sure.
1: No, it's, it's qualified <laughs> as black. We can talk about Mariah Carey because she's black. No, she's not. The black community adopted her a long time ago.
0: It works like that.
1: That's how it works. They adopted the Justin Timberlake
0: What is this racial draft of Dave Chappelle.
1: I mean, if we had another racial draft, bro, <laughs> <laughs> I black- already <laughs> have my top five favorite black white. My top five favorite people I would take Adam Sandler. I would adopt into the black community. Plus he's Jewish, so white people already don't like him.
0: We're not doing this. I'm
1: doing it. <laughs> no. Uh, uh-uh, it's already happening. This gravy train is flowing, and ain't nobody stopping me.
0: I don't support this.
1: <laughs> I'm not a part of it. Jenny Tatum, I take him. He can be part of the black community. Sure. Jokic, he probably be the black community.
0: He don't want to be here. He want to play with. He going to ride his horses. <laughs>
1: There's there's a lot of people that I would not, that I would just be like you know what just just come over to the just come
0: over to the to the On a serious note, let's take a trip down history lane now. Let's take it back to one of my favorite movies that ever came out. That's Purple Rain. Shout out to Prince. Rest in peace, Prince. Purple Rain changed the game, and for my opinion, in black cinema, because if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the first. Prince was one of the first black actors and directors to win an Oscar. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong, but it was. It opened the floodgates for black cinema. We had the black exploitation films like Shaft, Foxy Brown. I'm not gonna lie, Pam Greer.
1: Whoo! I mean, black exploitation films are kind
0: of you know. I'm just saying, but Pam Greer though. Pam Greer, <laughs> like I'm, I, I, I understand why Uncle Snoop Dogg fainted in the bathroom when he met her. Cause <laughs> like damn, bro, like she fine as hell, boy. Like Angela
1: Bassett, she don't age,
0: right? And she finally got an Oscar too. Finally, you know, fucking
1: time it took her
0: long enough. <laughs> like, Can
1: we talk about that for a minute? Can we talk how, about how, how award shows? Hold up, because <laughs> what we're not going to do is I'm glad you said something because that's what we're going to talk about. It was all fun and game until you decide to say some shit. Because now I'm mad. Because let's talk <laughs> about the fact that black media is literally the one. It, it's black culture has been a part of media since ever, forever, forever. And then like the fact that y'all want to take from and borrow from and use black culture in the sense to where it favors y'all, and y'all know who the fuck I'm talking about. You damn snow beast.
0: That's not. Uh, hey, calm it down. Yeah. <laughs> we're we talking keep, about. Uh, we're not trying to get this episode taken down now.
1: Ain't nobody gonna listen to it anyway. <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, <laughs> it's on Spotify.
1: We don't have that much popularity. We ain't. Yeah, gonna I'm, get, not, I'm not risking it. <laughs> anyway, like we it's both. the fact that like you damn non-coloreds are just like, taking our culture, you're taking our vernacular. you're taking our music, you're taking our dances, and not giving us motherfucking credit for it. And it's the fact that without us, y'all wouldn't, y'all would still be doing the damn, what's a white dance? (laughs) Name Uh, me a white dance. I don't know, man. Exactly. Y'all wouldn't know. (laughs) Y'all would still be listening to Elvis and Queen and all that stuff. And guess where they got their music from? Chuck Berry. You know what I'm saying? But it's the fact that, Y'all will get influence from black media and black culture, but you won't give us the fucking acknowledgment for it. And I'm sick of it. Every year, the Grammys and the Oscars, it's the same fucking
0: story. And yeah, but like Plies said, like, do you know what's crazy? If you would have told me back in like sixth grade when Plies was making like "Buss It Baby" with like fucking uh, Neo and you know Shardy with T Pain, that he's gonna, I'm gonna be getting political advice from Plies. I'm like, nah, bro, you bugged. But Plies in 2024 is probably one of the uh, most entertaining, most correct black men I've seen in my life. Because he said, black people going to do the same thing. we going to complain about the Grammys. And how unfair it is, going to be right back in front of our TV next year. Doing the same old shit.
1: That's everybody, bro. I'm like, we've talked about this before, is how people will complain about shit, and they go right back to it because they won't do anything about it. Right.
0: So for those who don't know, the Grammys have they've come and gone.
1: Everybody okay. should fucking know.
0: Right. And- Killer Mike, one of them. That l- white she devil beat out Scissor. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. God damn it, Zim, you are unhinged today.
1: <laughs> I just saw that on TikTok. That wasn't me. That was
0: somebody on TikTok I that like, I saw. This dude was like, "That white she devil beat like, out Scissor." I was talking about whole the whole Killer Mike winning best rap performance, best rap song, and best rap album. He took he took home all three major Grammys for the rap category, right? Here's my issue with that. It's not even Killer Mike. I love Killer Mike. I'm a huge Killer Mike fan. Michael was probably the best album to come out that year. But my issue is the Grammys didn't televise it. Nope. So the reason why hip-hop and Grammys have a rocky relationship is because they did that shit in 1989 where rappers like Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, TLC, Public Enemy, and a whole lot more rappers Protested the Grammys because they weren't televising the hip hop uh, categories. They just weren't doing it. But it's nothing new because they've been doing it for years. No, no. no and and then and they thought and they were doing then, some then, shit. But, but here's the thing. Okay, so they protest. The protest works. We start getting on air, right? But the Grammys and hip hop, they just don't mix, man.
1: Yeah, but so it's, 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 hip hop. Yeah, all right.
0: uh, so uh, that goes to my next point. We have the 50 years of hip-hop celebration, right? You got all these legends on there, right? You know, Ella Cool J, you know, Boogie Down. Actually, Boogie Down Productions wasn't there because KRS-One turned it down for good reason. You had all these MC Light, Yo-Yo, had all these rap legends, you know, celebrating the contributions of hip-hop, right? And then here comes year 51 of hip-hop. And you don't televise <laughs> the hip-hop awards. Why is that? Grammys? Like, and I'm, I, I'm the, uh, the answer is obvious, we already know why, but I just want to are out of touch. They're so out of touch, dude. Let's just be honest, they're so Call out of touch. Spade
1: spade. They're out of touch.
0: Like, Drake can make a pop album, Drake from his own mouth can be like, I'm making a pop album, this is going to be strictly pop. And the Grammys will still label it hip hop, yep, and they will still put it in categories with Travis Scott, Nas, um, Killer Mike. For, let's say somehow Jack Harlow makes his way back into that category. DJ Khaled makes his way back. You're right. And I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, it's Drake. Cool. He's a rapper, but he made a pop album. This should be in the pop category. You know what I'm saying? But the Grammys, was right. Like, yeah, it's Drake, but he's a rapper. So whatever. Fuck you. I'm like, uh, Sure. Sure. Whatever. But if speaking of the contributions of hip hop, though, can we just take a little history lesson in hip hop? Shall we? Go ahead. All right. Everybody knows the car company Cadillac, right? Cadillac was the first car company to advertise to black people because they noticed that, hey, what they noticed, the the chief director of marketing was like, huh, all these black men and women are giving their white friends money to buy them Cadillacs. We should probably just advertise to black people. So they did it. Coca-Cola, the first company to advertise to black people. Zim and I have a running joke on this podcast. Sprite is the unofficial official black drink.
1: Yep,
0: I'm <laughs> right, and that's a Coke product. Um, so hip hop, when I say so, Cadillac released the Escalade, right? And before hip hop, the Escalade was a failure. It was not a. It was not selling at all until rappers started putting spinners on them shits and butterfly doors and putting them in music videos, and everybody started buying Escalades, and Cadillac was like, huh. Okay, rap, thank you. Jay-Z. Jay-Z has a song called Change Clothes off the Black Album. He, he told people, go get a suit. Go get it tailored up. You know, people took Jay-Z's advice so well that NBA jersey sales started falling badly, like, and rapidly, that the commission at the time, David Stern was like, hey, Jay-Z, do me a favor. Can you tell people to start buying jerseys again? I'm like, so hip-hop as... The, hip-hop is a powerful
1: time in hip-hop like my my whole point was the fact that like they love to adopt our culture but they won't give us i'm
0: just saying them. like hip-hop is the most influential it is rap, but like genre of music black
1: culture in general is the most influential oh, because you know, a lot of things we wouldn't have like a lot of things wouldn't exist without black culture
0: like tiktok slang i say that loosely tiktok slang is just african-american vernacular english aave for short though who Av- <laughs> I get so tired of hearing these older people go, What is this new TikToks like? It's black people talk. Let's just call it what it is. Right?
1: It's how niggas talk. If, if that is if that's not how clear to you, it's how niggas talk.
0: <laughs> right. And trying to explain AAVE to non people of color, it it's it's regional and it's tone based. Let me explain. A nigga from California, a New York nigga and a Florida nigga can be in the room together, and it's going to sound completely different. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to sound...
1: They can say the same thing and that same thing means three different things.
0: Right. <laughs> like, for example, California niggas will say, California gangbangers will say, on the dead homies. New York niggas will say, word to my dads. And they said this shit hard as fuck.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that is a hard
0: D. Word to my deads, nigga. Like, yeah. I'm like, like, okay, damn, chill, bro. Like, and in Florida, niggas will say, "What's up, jit?" I'm like, all right. I'm like, but it all means the
1: same it shit. All means the same thing.
0: And, and when I say, because
1: if you walk into a room full of black people and all three of them say the same thing, all the black people in the room, they might not even be from that area. We're all gonna go because mm-hmm. we all <laughs> understand it,
0: right? And when I say it's tone based the when I say you good, that question right there. Means fifty fucking things. Like if I see you fall, I'm like, "Hey, bro, are you good?" I'm asking, like, "Hey, my man, is you all right? Do you need me to call call somebody for you?" If I see you looking at me too hard, like you mean, I go, "Hey, bro, are you good?" That means we do we have a problem? Do we got to do we got to fight? If you ate too much at the cookout and you got the itis, I'm like, "You good?" That means you ate too much. You need to go home. You, you tired. <laughs> You're trying to go home. <laughs> yeah. If I say, "Are you good?" You apologize. Like you, you bump into each other. Hey, my my bad. Are hey, you good? That's just me saying, like, oh, sorry, right, bro, water in the bridge. It was an accident. It's tone-based. How you say that that question can get you in a, either a good situation or a fucked-up situation.
1: See, bro, I'm at that <laughs> point now where, like, our presence has been around for centuries. Our vernacular, our culture, our style, our, style, our everything style. has been around for centuries. And yet, for some reason, no matter how many times you try to educate y'all about us, you still don't know why, and yet you still go, wow, that's so unique. Where did that come
0: from? Are you serious? Like, I just, I just to tell people Google this free. Just Google it. My whole thing <laughs> is, is
1: like, I know we've made like episodes before in the past about how black people need, like how we need to not, not even black people, but people in general need to not gatekeep. But oh no! Point, uh,
0: at this point, I'm gatekeeping everything. Black
1: culture needs to be gatekeep, especially gatecapped. rap. Especially,
0: especially, especially rap. I'm
1: tired of these goddamn fucking teenage dudes or these fucking. I'm gonna say it. These white dudes thinking that they got an opinion on hip hop, all because <sighs> okay. they listen to Logic or Mac Miller.
0: <laughs> hey, whoa! First of all, we not. I'm gonna not get slandering. It. I was <laughs> just <saying. laughs> I was, like, like, I, was, I, I, was like, like, I was like, you could have said, you could have said Mac Lamore.
1: <laughs> anymore, no damn rapper. That nigga's an activist. Come on now, let's be <laughs> real. Nigga ain't made shits in, in centuries. Now,
0: it, my thing is, I'm going to gatekeep rap from certain people who don't respect the culture or not. They don't want to learn about the culture. For like, for example, shame on y'all motherfuckers for making Tom McDonald famous. I'm gonna say this from the bottom of my heart: Fuck Tom McDonald. All right. Fuck Adam Calhoun. All right. Fuck both of them. All right. Them motherfuckers should not be welcoming rap. Period. That stupid ass song, "Facts" with Ben Shapiro. That fuck that song wholeheartedly. All right. We should gatekeep rap from motherfuckers like them who come into the culture, use the culture to talk shit about the culture. Get the fuck out of here. All right. So if Tom McDonald hears this, fuck you. I hope your career fails.
1: <laughs> I, bro, I'm like now, I'm I'm now.
0: There's white people. In rap, who respect the culture, they they educate themselves on the culture. That's the reason why people love fucking Paul Wall. Paul Wall is just a cool ass white dude from Texas. It also,
1: doesn't help that everybody thought that he was a nigger when he first came out.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Paul Wall, everybody knew Paul Wall was from Texas and he's just a cool ass white dude. Well, no,
1: it's the fact that we didn't think that he was white. <laughs> it was like it was like our fucking soul brother that did, that died. What's his name?
0: Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, like, <laughs> y'all thought he was a nigger. <laughs> Like, but they respect the culture. Bobby Caldwell, he loved when rappers sampled his music because mm-hmm. he was like, "I love it." I, you know, it's exposing, um, you know, a new audience.
1: And let me let me, let me say something real quick. When we say, and I don't know why I'm explaining this, but when we a black person to. says, "You are invited to the cookout," and you better take that as a badge of honor because that is not just something that we say. When you say you are invited to the cookout. That means that you have done something or you have proved yourself accommodating to the black community, which means that you respect our struggle. You may not understand our struggle, but you respect our struggle. You may not understand our culture, but you respect our culture. You may not understand our rules, but you respect our rules. You're and willing to learn. You are invited to but the cookout.
0: The problem with the whole cookout invitation, we've been inviting so many folks to the cookout. It means nothing now. Oh, this guy can rap a little baby verse with word for word. He's invited to the cookout. My boy. My boy. You listen to Linkin Park, right? Did they invite your ass to their cookout? No. They don't have cookouts. They got brunches. I guess. Did they invite your ass to a brunch? <laughs> no. Oh, because you listen to fucking Guns and Roses? Did they invite your ass to their their, their brunch and mimosas? Fuck no. Alright? Get the fuck out of here. All right, when I say this person invited to the cookout. I'm talking about people who, like the uh, the founder and the creator of Red Lobster. You're like, what do you mean, Red Lobster, Chris? Because when he opened his restaurant in the heart of the Great Depression and in the middle of Jim Crow laws, and he said, "I'm not adhering to Jim Crow laws." Fuck no. So he's invited to the cookout. Rest in peace to us to him though. People who like the white freedom writers who who got their asses kicked by the Klan, with side by side with us because they were protesting racism and Jim Crow and segregation, they're invited to the cookout. I'm not inviting your ass to the cookout because you like Tupac.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You fuck out of here. <laughs> like, You're
1: welcome for
0: that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm not inviting your ass to the cookout because your favorite shoe is Jordans. Everybody likes Jordans, bro. Pastors like Jordans.
1: I said, just <laughs> you know, I just said. As a way to like you know acknowledge. Now I get like it. I get if you're
0: saying it jokingly, but I at this point I don't. I can't tell between if we're joking or motherfuckers are serious. People be like, now people be like fictional characters like Tommy from Power. I ain't gonna lie. I need a nigga like Tommy in my corner though. oh, because Tommy's a ride or die. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I'm just saying like if when I say I'm gatekeeping our culture. It's just because I'm so tired of the disrespect that our culture gets. We don't
1: get our fucking flowers, bro. Like,
0: like, like Peep Game. I remember when Zendaya went to an award show, and she had locks, right? And E Entertainment, whatever the fuck it's called, the one that the, keeping up the Kardashians, keep that name in mind, real quick. They, they were like, "Oh, she looks ghetto. It looks like her hair stinks." Blah 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 blah. Then this. Kim Kardashian gets the same hairstyle. And lie, then bro. these motherfuckers, hold on, wait a minute, and the same company was like, oh, Kim, it's stylish, it's chic. I was like, yeah. what, how? It's the same hairstyle, right? And, you know, it's crazy that we have to write laws like the Crown Act for black and Native Americans because Native Americans get discriminated against the most too, right? I'm, I'm going to speak up for Native Americans real quick. I'm not Native, but the bond that we share Blacks and natives, you—if you read history books, it's—it goes deep. We've been—we've been holding each other down, forever. So we need to strengthen our bonds, right? Black people, we need to speak up for the Native Americans, okay? Because Native Americans are actively, as we speak, being erased from history, okay? Those are our brothers right there and our sisters. They—they they were there, side by side with the Black Panther Party in Chicago. When Fred Hampton, they were they were right there, side by side. They were they were chanting "Free Huey" when he was arrested and wrongfully arrested. So I'm just saying, if anybody w- respects our culture, it's the natives and the Mexicans. Man, the Mexicans and the like. We need to, we need to strengthen our relationship with the Mexicans too.
1: Anybody but white people. <laughs> Let's call <laughs> it. Like, 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 it's anybody but white people, and then you're like, oh, how oh, dare you say that? I, I can't even say
0: all white people because oh, white. I'm not was, saying all. There, were, there was white people who were like I'm hey not free all you. But I'm saying <laughs> like
1: the majority of them. They just again, they do this thing. I don't know why, but they love doing this thing where they're like, "Oh, that's really nice," and then they take they take, a, they take something from another culture and then they try to turn it into theirs because I like I saw this TikTok, like Cinco de Mayo. Like here's I saw this TikTok like a year ago and it was like why people want to try to be oppressed so bad because they don't have an identity. This is the TikTok. I'm not saying this, but they're saying white people want to be oppressed so bad that they want to take the identity of another race because you can't oppress history, but you can oppress people. And so what they do is they take the history of the person because you, they take the, they take the history of the person because they've already oppressed the person. So now what they want to do is they already took the person away from the history. And then adopt the history of that person to themselves because they don't have a history, they don't have a colorful history that they don't have a colorful history like all the other cultures.
0: Now, let me preface all of this. Just I don't want people to think that we're attacking white people in this episode because we're <laughs> <laughs> like, I resp- I literally there's so many white civil rights leaders and you know allies, I can't even call them allies, they were accomplices because they were right there. Getting bit by dogs, getting you know sprayed with fire hoses, you know getting their asses whipped by the police and the Ku Klux Klan—they were there with us. So there, there is proof in the pudding. I got a lot of white friends who will fight the cops for me if something were to happen to me with the cop. Lord forbid. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got some white friends that will bust your head open if you even fix your lips to call me a racial slayer. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll fuck you up before I do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? so it's it's there right I got white fa- my godmother's a white woman I love her <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know, but like the thing is i all I'm asking is that you respect our culture more give us give us our due diligence you know what I'm saying our credentials you know if you're gonna if you're going to rap you know what I'm saying understand the rap culture understand the, the hip hop is more than understand hip hop because hip hop isn't just rap hip hop is our clothing, it's the way we walk, it's the way we talk, it's the culture, right? Understand it. You know, study. Understand where this style of rap came from. You know what I'm saying? If you do that boom bap rap like logic says, and yes, we get it, logic's half black, he won't let you live it down, he won't let you forget. Just understand it, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna wear your hair a certain way, like when I see white women do bantu nuts, I'm like your hair about to be fucked up, because not for your hair. Your hair doesn't grow like yeah, mine is this hair. You
1: realize, some of the things that we do are not for y'all.
0: Right. And we're not saying that, like, not... We're trying to protect your hair. We're trying to protect you, because it's for us. Our hair is made for that.
1: Not everything that we do <laughs> is for you to take.
0: Now, I'm not saying that white people can't wear dreadlocks. I can't... I'm not saying You know what?
1: Shit. I ain't gonna hold you. Dreadlocks on a white person, I'm just. I just... You could do it by all means, because I obviously I'm not the one that can stop you. But that shit just don't seem right. <laughs> like I ain't gonna tap. I just I look at you and I'm like,
0: hmm. all I'm saying is
1: take better care of it.
0: <laughs> like some of y'all just get dreads and don't do shit with it, and it just looks dirty. You
1: look dirty. You look right? like you don't shower.
0: And I'm I'm saying if you go again, if you're gonna get locks or dreads, whatever you want to call them. Do some research. Go find a black woman or a black man that knows how to do locks. Just saying. I'm telling you, black barbers, barbers are heroes. Ladies, I'm going to tell you a secret. Yes, we're lo- we are more loyal to our barber than we are you. I'm going to be real with you. I
1: don't even understand I don't, I don't think people understand <laughs> like, the complexity of it. Is that black, that is, you could do a whole mini series about black hair, but I don't think people understand the complexity of black Chris hair. Chris Rock already
0: did it. You know they ain't watch that shit. <laughs> I know it's called it's called Hair Love. Please no, no hair love is the Disney. It's not called that's, Hair Love. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about Disney. Because Disney has a short made by two black people, man, a black man and black woman, called Hair Love. Which that shit won I think that shit actually won an Oscar. Disney's like, that's another one of our books. Mm.
1: <laughs> my whole point is is that like even with a documentary out, they still don't because this is my whole point. Is we have said this millions and millions of times on different platforms. And y'all still don't quite understand the complexity of certain things in black culture. Like Mm -hmm. my hair.
0: Like, No, you cannot touch my hair. No,
1: you can't touch my hair. Or if you are white, and unless you are a professional barber, no, you cannot cut my hair. And I can't just wash my hair with normal products. That's any race. I know y'all got that thin, fine hair that you can just do whatever with. We don't have that. Hispanics don't have that. Samoans don't have that. Asians don't have that. Different Mm -mm. cultures, all of our hair, besides uh, white people, have different types of hair. Have you ever seen a Persian person's hair? That shit is thick. Like, have you ever seen a Hispanic person's hair? That shit is curly. Our hair is curly or it's thick. Our
0: hair is curly, it's naturally curly, and it grows in a fro
1: doesn't matter what, like, I could, like, you could be like, oh, bro, I, I really don't want a fro. Your hair is going to naturally grow into a fro.
0: You could put products in it to make it straight, whatever. You can perm your hair. Just know that shit's going to burn like a motherfucker. And you better be by some water. Ask Malcolm X. <laughs> I'm, like,
1: you, y'all just don't understand. Like, and it's like, it's like, oh, well, why are you, like, well, it's like, oh, it's just a black thing. It is. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, everyone I was saying, like I me, mean, here's my thing,
0: and in before and before I can already hear the comments. Why are you making everything about race? It's because it's It is about it race. It's intersectionality.
1: Every single thing. Everything.
0: Is, everything in culture comes back to race. Like and our sexuality. names. Our
1: names stem back to racism because slave owners
0: gave us uh, gave us their we last name have
1: names. We didn't, we, we, we were literally, we were literally just, I can, I can
0: can quote this movie and I get you, I bet you everybody's going to know. What's your name, boy? Kunta Kinte. Your name is Toby Whip. And he kept saying his name is Kunta until he got whipped until he broke down and just accepted it. That's history. Here's the thing, America. All right. I'm talking to the whole country at this point. Stop trying to erase history. It happened so we can learn from it. Cause like John F. Kennedy we're said not
1: Germany, we embellish our history.
0: Like like John F. Kennedy said before the CIA took him out. I guess we know the CIA did it. He said those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And I am afraid that we are repeating history as we speak. Um, you know, I don't want to get political, but you know, again, it intersects with what we're talking about here. Um this is a very pivotal election year. Okay, I'm not gonna get into too much details. Um, we got it's gonna be Biden and Trump again. We already know that, but um, uh, yeah, do what you want with that information. That's all I'm gonna say. But like, we are repeating history because like you have Jim Crow has been reestablished in Mississippi. For those who don't know, it's 2024, the year of our Lord and Savior. It is 2024, and Jim Crow. Is re established in Mississippi. Take as much time as you need to think about that. Right? Abortion has been overrun, overturned in the Supreme Court. Roe v. Wade was overturned. America is going backwards while the rest of the world is moving forward. Why? You got an idea, Zim? I know why, <laughs> because
1: America is going because they, because they no one, because the people it, there's a multiple two of the reasons as why that like everything else like there's so many things like and this isn't like about race but there's so many things that other countries do that we don't and then the other country go what the hell's wrong with them and it's because America does not want to be progressive. They shout and yell, oh, we're progressive, but they do it for corporate greed and they do it for the fact that they just, they're like, all right, we did it, now shut up. And then they go and they go they go ass backwards to the fact that they they just, that what they just said. It's like, yeah, we want, and it's basic shit. But the problem is, it's the fact that the leaders of our country are not allowing this to happen because they were stuck in a time where progression was not a thing. They're stuck in the times of when segregation was a thing, when Jim Crow was a thing. It's something that they're comfortable with, and progression is not something that they're comfortable with. So therefore, and they're the not. Prob- allowing and you another to problem.
0: Happen. Another problem is we have these old geriatric. That's bugs. exactly my point. Like, in my opinion, why the fuck do we have eighty-year-old presidents?
1: We've talked about this before. I know. I'm I know.
0: Because I'm, I'm like, bro, they. We need term limits in Congress, like. Once you hit sixty, I see that's too long. Once you pass a certain age, get the fuck out of there.
1: My whole thing is like again, if
0: you were born in civil rights times, if you were born before World War II, get the fuck out of office. Well,
1: again, it all gets it all <laughs> stands back to race and culture because guess what? The ones who want to be progressive and the ones that want to see good things in this culture or in this country and the ones that want to actually see things move in the right direction are people. Who are of different races? AOC is a prime example. You can have different opinions about her. Say what you will, but that woman right there was one of the first, I think Gen Z, like Gen Z Puerto Ricans, purebred Puerto Ricans, to enter Congress and have a seat at Congress and make decisions. She was. There was no other A people of color like that that represented a young race of people. And B, no one of that age to be in the White House because no one, everybody that's in that White House is old and white.
0: Well, and there was Obama, but Obama was also just an imperialistic puppet, just like the rest of these uh, presidents. I'm not gonna go conspiracy theory. I promise. I promise. But and
1: that's the problem. I'm it's lying. That's <laughs> the problem. It's just like, everything stems back to race because you want you want to like. You wanna take you, know you wanna have you this know idea. On, right?
0: You know what's funny you know what's funny? Dave Chappelle was right. Dave Chappelle said I feel bad. I wouldn't want to be the first black president. Cause Dave Chappelle's like, the black the first president is gonna have a hard time. They're gonna be against that motherfucker against every turn. That's what happened to Obama. He wanted to give us universal health care. And Republicans were like, Nuh uh. No. The fuck you mean, nuh uh?
1: It's basic shit Like, It's basic shit Like, Why the fuck does Canada have affordable Affordable health care Why the fuck does Denmark have affordable health care Why the fuck do they have maternity leave And shit like that but we can't even have Maternity leave because half the people I know they're like I'd rather go to I'd rather go to work than take a ride in the ambulance Because I'll fucking die and I can't even
0: I'd rather take an Uber to the hospital Than ride in the ambulance because like an ambulance Ride here the weeble wagon if you will For the rest of the country the rest of the world that shit is that shit can run you up to like 3k 3k
1: and i guess just and, for the ride and guess what I'm going to bring it right back to race because on top of that things are a lot harder for somebody who is not a male or white a white straight male those three things your life you're just living comfortably and everyone's like oh no that's not true it's the fuck it is because if you're white you're male and you're straight you ain't got to worry in the world you ain't got to worry about you ain't got to worry about Fucking you forgot
0: one more factor Christian
1: and Christian. You ain't got not, nothing to worry if you, about. You were
0: a white, right, straight Christian man. You
1: ain't got nothing to worry about. You you'll are be the. Fine. You are the, and they say that like, you
0: are the standard.
1: And this is gonna, this might rub somebody the wrong way of that culture, but you are the most protected, whatever, subjugate culture in the United States. And it's a, and they want to talk about how, like, the LGBT community is the most protected. Fuck no, it's not. The, only, the most protected is white, male, Christian, white, straight, Christian males. That's it.
0: Y'all, because, you know, again, it intersects with everything. The legal system. The, the school-to-prison pipeline. Right. The way they treat counties. Do you want
1: to hear? I'm going to... Because I'm very educated about the state of Colorado because I should be, because I fucking live here and y'all should start paying attention to the places that you live. But
0: And you also worked in public schools too.
1: And I also worked in public schools. Do you wanna do you wanna know why five points? I'm a, like, so I live in so we live in Denver. There's a neighborhood called Five Points. It doesn't exist anymore. Everyone's going used to do it. Oh, four points, yes it does. No, 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 no. It's not five points anymore. It's, it's just rhino It's Reno rhino. Now. And i want to tell you why. There's a little history about Five Points. The history of Five Points was it was a primarily black neighborhood in Colorado. Colorado was never really, Colorado was not really a hot spot for racism. It, like nothing super crazy really happened in Colorado, but it was the fact that it was a safe haven during times of segregation and Jim Crow that black people can create art that can can call themselves a community because we don't have communities. So Jim, so Five Points was created. And if you go to Five Points, you'll see on the walls, there's murals of jazz players and famous musicians. They still got
0: signs of saying historic Five Points. And they still have,
1: and it still says signs of historical Five Points, but here's the problem. Five Points
0: was always a neighborhood that
1: everyone's was like, oh man, stay clear of Five Points. And uh, this is just one of the neighborhoods. I want you to keep these neighborhoods in mind because I'm tired of people talking about them. Five Points. Montbello. Aurora. Colfax, remember those? Because and Colfax
0: is even in a neighborhood,
1: and I'm, and I'm getting there. I'm getting there, but <laughs> no Park Hill. My bad. I was like, Park, Park Hill. Hill. These neighborhoods were predominantly black neighborhoods up until about the 2000s. When the 2000s happened and they started gentrification, especially around 2014 when the weed money started coming in, we had oh God, white dude. people, and yes, white people. There's no other way around it white people would come in and they would take the neighborhoods and they would push those people out. And a lot of these people are as senior as citizens. honestly
0: how gentrification exactly. works. And this a lot of
1: these people, a lot of these people, and it's not just blacks, it was Hispanics, it was Native Americans, it was Asians. It was people who come from low-income housing that would stay there because those t- at the time, those are places that those people, of minorities, could afford to live in. And at the time, those the property value was down because a lot of those houses were
0: um old, they down. were old
1: they were run down but they were afford it was affordable housing for a lot of these communities and so what they did is when the weed money started rolling in a lot of people from california texas nevada washington, washington. florida new york all these places they would come to these neighborhoods and they would go oh this is a nice house meanwhile having you this house has been around historically in colorado for the last about 100, 125 years so that house that you think it's oh, it's just oh, this is a nice little turnaround upkeep that you're about to has housed multiple families of minorities. And now because you want to buy that house, the property value goes up. When the property value goes up, the person, the the next door neighbor who's an 84-year-old Asian or Hispanic woman who's been living there for years, can't afford her house because now the rent is going up. And until now she has to move out. So what they do is they kick everybody out, and this buy is the, the land. And they buy the land, they buy there the house. Down. And they tear down these neighborhoods. And that's why Five Points doesn't exist anymore.
0: We don't have... I always, an, say, I always say, the first point of gentrification is when you see... A Whole Foods. A Whole Foods or a natural grocery... Or a popular. Target.
1: Because I, we can't go to these places. According to according to history and according to historical facts and demographics and statistical analytic numbers, they built these places because they try to keep black people I want out
0: of it. I want you to... Dear America... I want you to do something. I want you to go to a really nice, rich neighborhood, and count how many supermarkets and you know farmers markets and super and you know super targets and shit that you're counting in there. Then go to a rundown part of the neighborhood and count how many fast food places you see. But back to my point, I'm 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 adding to your point because you said like we can't go to these places. I'm like exactly in the ghetto. In the how ghetto. Ma- how many fucking Popeyes? Church's Chickens, Wendy's, McDonald's, liquor Burger stores. Kings, liquor stores, weed dispensaries, gun stores. How many of those My are you child. going to see? Cash checking advances. Those shits need to go. Cash checking advance stores me that shit is predatory as fuck. Especially in the black community. But let me stay on track. Alright. Go to just go to go to Compton, South Central, Oakland, San Francisco. You can even go. Th- you can even go to. I would say Park Park Hill, but again, gentrification happened. So of course, get all these rich folk moving to Colorado, kicking us out, kicking Hispanics out, kicking the natives this out, is where, kicking the Asians out. This is where. And I, then, boom.
1: Park, this is where my whole thing comes. And then in. Whole Foods shows up because I work. Like I said, I have worked in public schools. There's a neighborhood here called Central Park. The neighborhood used to be called Stapleton. They changed the name of it because. The founder of that neighborhood
0: was a season racist. racist. He was He was.
1: He was. He was one of the members of the Klans. Central Park is a very strange neighborhood. Now it's mm-hmm. got a lot of. It's more. It's more diverse than you than say North Park Hill or City Park or things like that. But the point that I'm getting at is, is I've worked at two schools in Denver Public Schools. Denver Public Schools is one of the largest public school districts in the state. Probably is one of. it's probably is the largest.
0: I think with, I,
1: that's what I I said it's one of the largest. Yeah. but the problem <laughs> with that area is there. There's a school that I worked. There's two schools I worked at. Ashley Elementary, a predominantly diverse school. It's a private school, to a T. It's public school, but that they're the kids are they wear uniforms and things like that. Now, now take what you will with that. It's, it's predominantly diverse, they have black teachers, they have black students, they have Hispanics, they have, the, the, the kids that I worked with predominantly Hispanic and predominantly black and they come from low income neighborhoods. Now, the other school I worked at was Bill Roberts, Ele, Bill Roberts Elementary School. Now this is a K through eight school. It's not very common that we have K through eight schools in Colorado, but it's a K through eight school. This school is in the heart of Stapleton. But mind you, where the two schools are located, stapleton is literally it's oh it's right it's right up the street it's not i'm not even joking you the two schools are about five to ten minutes apart driving without traffic the difference in culture and diversity in the two schools is almost insane you go to ashley it's a little it's a little smaller it's a little run down their books are a little bit more out of touch the building is a little bit more you it's it's aged then you go to Bill Roberts. It's a newer school, opened up in 2000, I think 2006. Yeah, opened up in 2006. So, of course, it's newer. Yeah. But the yeah. students there, like they wear uniforms, but the the student body there is predominantly white. They all come from middle to high, middle to upper class families. They all come in with nice things. They're all that it, it's a white school. But you're like, wait a minute. You would think that I'm talking about two different... You would think that I'm talking about a school in a different state. No, no, no. They're literally five minutes up the road from each other. And the diversity... And it's insane to me. Because this is... And this is where I want to chime in. And the fact that I want to talk about how it... Giving black people their credit. It is the fact that when I always say this... I always say this line. And it's... White people... Okay. So the two lines that I always say is... White people don't have culture and Colorado doesn't have culture. People always look at me crazy like, oh, what do you mean Colorado doesn't have culture? Colorado's not meant for people of minority, people of diversity. You wanna know why? Because if you look at the state of Colorado, it's predominantly white. Now, sure, there are certain neighborhoods that are predominantly Hispanic and have diversity, but guess what? That's because white people have not gone to those neighborhoods and gentrified them yet. Like they've gone to Park Hill, they've gone to Montbello, they've gone to Capitol Hill, they've gone to Washington Park, and they went to those neighborhoods and they settled in and they pushed all the minorities out. And now you got, like Chris was saying, you got Whole Foods, you have public, like public schools are better operated. They get more funding. Like those schools get better funded than other schools in the district because of their rosters, because of who's in those classes. And what pisses me off the most is when I say that white, that that culture doesn't exist in Colorado is because- there's nothing that represents us in the state of Colorado anymore because Five Points and Montbello and those neighborhoods don't exist because it's all been pushed out and wiped away by gentrification. And then they take our culture and then they go, oh, that's nice. And they try to sprinkle a little bit of uh, a little bit of teaching in the schools. And that's not that's not what we're asking for.
0: And, you know, it's going going back to your uh, your point about the two schools you work at. I was talking to my mom about how like funding works with schooling and she brought up a good point. I was like, schools get funding from property taxes paid to the state from homes, right? My mom was like, well, Chris, how do you pay property taxes? You have to own a house. And if you look at like the inner cities, I'm not going to say Chicago, because I've never been to Chicago. I can't tell you what Chicago is like. I could tell you what St. Louis is like. Because I've seen it with my own two eyes. You go to cities like St. Louis, right? And you look at the neighborhoods. There are so many condemned buildings in St. Louis, bro. Like, shut down by the state because there's asbestos. There's black mold that well, can kill you. buildings like that here, too. I know, but, like, I'm saying, like, from St. Louis, bro. If you look at St. Louis and you look at the schools... You're like, why are these schools not getting funded? Because these people can't afford to own a house, right? You can only pay property taxes if you own the house, right? Because if you are you're renting, you're you don't own it, you don't lit, you you're just there, right? We also don't own anything, so there's that. I mean, there's a lot of black. There's black ownership is going up steadily, which is great.
1: It also depends on where you're at. Because right. this is what I'm talking about when it comes to like, this is also when it. When I mean, it, in
0: here in Colorado? No. Here, no, 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 no. I was going to say in Colorado, there's a lot of black owned restaurants and businesses here. But they which, don't
1: talk about it, though. That's you the have to problem. find it. That's what I'm, well, saying. I'm saying.
0: We have to search for that shit, right? But I'm saying, like, if you, if like, we need ownership, you know what I'm saying? And it, you, when you brought up gentrification, and, you know, this goes back to the whole point of black cinema, right? Um, Let's just call it cinema. Let's call it spade a spade, right? It just goes to cinema, right? John Singleton made one of the greatest movies about the ghetto in history.
1: In the ghetto. <laughs>
0: in Boys in the Hood. Lawrence Fishburne gives a, montage, a monologue to Trey and Ricky about owning black ownership and why we need to own. He said, if you want to get rid of a group of people, the best way to do it is to take away their ability to reproduce. And he said, why do you think in every ghetto in every ghetto, there's a liquor store, a gun store, right next to each other in every ghetto? Because they want us to kill ourselves, right? And he said, and people are like, well, and the, the old guy said, well, it's the drug dealers. It's their fault. And he said, and the game said, well, if a dude try to blast me, I'm going to blast him first. And he said, and he said, well, okay, I know when you look on the news, you see all these crack peddlers and stuff. But he's like, where's the crack coming from? Black people don't own no boats. You don't oh. own no planes. Right, So how is this crap getting here, right? And he went on to say that we need to get black ownership. We need, we need to circulate the black dollar more. We need to find black businesses, support black businesses, grow black businesses, and we got to buy back black. That's and we I will have to say do.
1: this, and I will say this in the last like five years, the representation of the black culture in my state, because I really focus on my state because it's my home and I live here and I'm very educated about my state. Has gone up significantly. There's a lot of, but the problem is, is a lot. The problem is, the reason why we know about it now is because black people have pointed it out. They went, hmm, why aren't they talking about the fact that there is a seafood owned restaurant right here called TK's that isn't talked about? Why the fuck is there a black owned pastry shop that's on 30, that's on 32nd, or no, it's I think it's on 26th and like I think I forgot my camera across the
0: street. There's a black, there's a black, talk about that. There's a black owned pizza place. About five minutes away from my job in Parker. Yeah, and, called but, TNT Pizza. Exactly. And Again, there's a black-owned uh, funeral home. You that know what, nobody talks about. You know, it's crazy with the with the rise of social media and TikTok. I'm gonna say TikTok has really helped black businesses clock, thrive. Yeah. <laughs> I will say TikTok, as much as the government hates TikTok, I will say that TikTok has done a lot of good. And for Keith the black. Lee. Oh yeah, shot especially man. If oh. I hope I pray to the Lord up above that this episode reaches Keith Lee because Keith Lee has shined so much light on it. small... Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> He's shined so much light on small businesses, the, the businesses that need it. I, I, I pray that one day Keith Lee goes, Denver, I'm coming. I'll be ready. Because if I get to meet Keith Lee, I'm going to tell him like, bro, you are an inspiration. Like, You've done a lot for us. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Well, see, and this, again... This and, is kind of what I want to fuck like, this, and, like but it it's not even just it's not even like, just
0: really Keith Lee. There's so many other black food critics, like Mr. Chantime. Now, Mr. Chantime is just evil Keith Lee, in my opinion, because <laughs> I'm like nigga <You're> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna tell you that your food sucks. Well, like <laughs> right? I get that. So, like, okay, so <laughs> I'm like, again, focusing on like, but like this black culture has exploded a lot in Colorado. Especially with Deion Sanders coming here.
1: Oh, dude. Boulder was one of the most whitest places you'll ever go. If you okay, so if you're not bro, from bro. Colorado, here's the thing. Everyone's like, oh, well, that's not true. I've seen black people in Denver. We exist. The, I'm not saying we don't exist. Right. But we exist in Denver. If you go outside of Denver. Like, my
0: nigga, bro, did you see how many celebrities were at the CU-CSU game? That's what I'm saying. Bro, if you go Master, outside of Denver. Master P was fucking here. There are no white. Key Glock. Nigga, there like, are no niggas outside <laughs> my, of the Lil meets. Wayne was here. He did the entrance for CU. I know. That shit's insane to me. I know. It's like I know you know. I'm just saying to the people who don't know. <laughs> Outside of the podcast, that shit was crazy.
1: And I'm saying (laughs) the reason why that's such a big deal is because it's only gonna get bigger. There's a lot of black there's there's black people. But there's not a lot of black people outside of Denver. Because if you go to long if you go to like Loveland, if you go to Greeley, if you go to the farm, the agricultural towns, you won't see a nigga in sight. But that Uh, is my problem.
0: I've been to Longmont, I've been to Evans, I've been to Greeley. They're all black people there. Not a lot of y'all. There's not a lot. Not a lot. Because y'all like to live closer to the city, which I get that. But like long, for those who don't know, Greeley is like the last city you hit before you hit Wyoming, basically.
1: No, it's
0: not. I I said it's basic. It's not, it isn't, but it kind of is. It's
1: like, it's Greeley, then Loveland, then
0: yeah. If you're going straight north, like.
1: Well, yeah, because if you go northeast, (laughs) you're going to Nebraska. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> Sterling is the last time you'll hit before you go to Nebraska.
0: Yeah, but, like, anyways, nigga, Greeley's far as fuck, <laughs> all right? <laughs> I'm put to Greeley is far as shit, all right? It's a long-ass drive. I, I used to do when I worked for Ethos, like, shout out to Ethos, you know, I, I'm in they're a great company. But anyways, like, goddamn, Greeley was one of those weird-ass cities, bro, because when I was in Sam's Club, right, I would see a lot of Hispanics, I see a lot of white people. I would see a lot of black people. I'm like, what are y'all doing out here? Well, I,
1: Hispanics and well, I mean, no, I'm talking. Right I'm part. talking
0: to you, black people. I'm like, what the fuck y'all doing up here? Well, it's saying, weird the thing shit. about like,
1: Hispanics, <laughs> like the thing about them, is like a lot of like a lot of people don't realize, like, oh well, Hispanics only go where like they only live in like the city. I'm like, no, Hispanics go where the money is at, and mm. a lot of those places are farming towns.
0: Greeley is a huge farming town. There's a
1: lot of Hispanics up there. You live know, in it's Greeley. not
0: even that it's a farming town. Our slaughterhouse is up there. Trust me, you could smell that shit. It smells fucking horrible. But to the people of Greeley, that's money, right? Yeah, that smell—it smells horrible to people from like, from Aurora in Denver. But to people in Greeley, that's where the money's at. Like Zim said, they go where the money's at. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> and Black people, we do the same thing. We go where the money's at. Like, I've seen so many people come to Colorado because that's where the money's coming to. All these businesses are moving to Colorado.
1: But here's what pisses me off about that too. Is that the amount of black
0: people that are still coming
1: here, we still don't have an identity in the state of Colorado. There's nothing that represents us, and that's why prime being here was such a big deal, because it highlighted black culture for the first time in a very long time in the state of Colorado. Right. Because there are there's no representation of black culture in Colorado. There's a strong representation of Hispanic culture because and we love that. And the <laughs> only reason and that and the reason being for that is because Colorado was a part of the
0: It was part of Mexico.
1: It was part of Mexico. It was part of the Louisiana Purchase and all that.
0: Literally,
1: we literally have a town the town called The name Pueblo. Colorado means red.
0: <laughs> we have Pueblo, Colorado here. That, that's and the Mesa Spanish. Verdes. But you know, that's <laughs> like,
1: but there's there's <laughs> representation of Hispanics they heard. There's not a representation for black and I tell and I tell you can ask the guys all the time. Whenever I go downtown, I fucking hate it. And they're like and people outside of my group don't understand why. And I'm like, because it's not for us. The primary area for, the primary area of Denver is not for black people. If you go there, there's these high-rise buildings, there's the Cherry Creek Mall, there's micro, micro-racism, there's all kinds of shit that I pick up on that most people don't because I'm black. And when I go out, I'm very hyper-aware of my you, surroundings. You didn't say,
0: right, you know that I'm black,
1: right? You do know that I'm black, right? <laughs> and it's not that I'm, it's not, like I said, I love Denver, but it's time that somebody actually starts acknowledging the fact that when I say that there is no culture here in Colorado, there's not. Because unlike places like, and when, let me let me break this down. I'm
0: from California. this hella culture. Is and hella. that's what I was
1: just about to say. I'm glad you I'm said like, that. Because oh places, think about it. Places like L.A., Atlanta, Houston, Chicago, Virginia, Charleston, Nat, or not Nashville, but like places in Kentucky, St. Louis, all those places I named have a strong black presence. Miami.
0: Tallahassee, Orlando, Jacksonville—black presence. People from Jacksonville let you know they are from Jacksonville. They will let you know there
1: is nothing here for us. Nothing.
0: I honestly think that's a call to action for. I'm. I'm gonna say Gen Z, change that. I really think Gen Z, nothing. Gen Z is here. gonna Gen Z the the black kids Gen Z are gonna shift the culture in Colorado.
1: I really fucking hope so. I really hope I, that in the I, next I, 10 I years, know they will. There's gonna be a shift the culture because there's nothing Gen, for let us. You, let me tell you. You t- don't know. You don't know tell, something.
0: Can I brag about Gen Z real quick? Gen Z will shake the room, my nigga. Mm. Like they like when I said there's gonna be a cultural boom. Gen Z is gonna lead that charge. What I was gonna say was, bro
1: do you want <laughs> do you want to know a crazy statistical fact that I picked online on because again. Mm-hmm. I like to learn things about my state. There's one out of every out of I think like in every social group, there's at least one black friend in almost what was it? Like I think it's like one out of every ten social groups have has at least one black friend. But that black friend does not feel welcome in that friend group.
0: I'm not surprised. Because we don't belong. Like and it's like, oh, you can't I say mean, that.
1: There's so many things in Colorado.
0: No, dude. Uh, growing up in Colorado, I was either too black for the black I was either too black for the white kids or not black enough for the black kids. Because be we
1: right. don't have we like and all the culture like all the things that we experienced were from other places of culture, like LA, Chicago, and those places that we named. There's nothing for us here. And it's a shame because I love I love my I love my home state. But the fact that I go downtown every day or whenever I go downtown or I leave Aurora or I leave one of those neighborhoods that I was just talking about and I instantly feel like I need to go back home because it's not like it's not like there's a lot of racism here in Colorado. There's a lot of backhanded racism here. Right. But the problem is they take our culture because there's a lot of black influence in Colorado from like like people will take our culture. And they run with it. There's a lot of that in Colorado. Like they see all these things and they're like, "Oh, that's cool." But again,
0: they will not give us credit for it, and there is not a community for us. The amount of white kids I've had tell me that they're getting waves. I just go, "Sure, go ahead." Give see, <laughs> I'm like, "Sure." Dude. That's just that's just how it is. I'm like, i like, "Do you think you, you have fun?" <laughs> that's the problem,
1: and it and it genuinely bothers me. It genuine, and I I tell people that, and they look at me funny, and I'm like, "Dude, look at look at the state of Colorado." There's nothing here for it. There's, there's just nothing here for us. We don't feel welcomed in our own home state. There's black people here, sure.
0: And it could be worse. It could be way worse. We it could, could be way worse. And I'm very in,
1: grateful that I live I mean, in a we, safe state because of our
0: hey, governor. We could, but, we could we could live in Arkansas. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. <laughs> is I'm glad we live in a safe state because of our governor. And I'm glad that he's progressive. But there's still a lot more work to be done in our state that will make more black people feel welcome. Because the fact that y'all went into our neighborhoods and wiped us clean and then went, that sucks. And then we went, where the fuck are we supposed to go? And you went, I don't know, figure it out. That just shows that, again, you take credit for our shit, but you don't want to acknowledge that we exist here. The Yo. stuff that you guys are happy about that are he- that's here wouldn't exist if it wasn't for us. The Cervantes Theater was built by a black person. Yeah. The Western Cowboy Museum, built by a black person. Did you know that the... Um, the art museum was built by a black person. We wouldn't have the Denver Art Museum if it wasn't for a black person.
0: Would I be damned? You know what Colorado needs to you know, to bring this to a lighter note? No. And hey, we just need President Chief Keefe to come out here.
1: I my mic, Chief.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Once Chief Keep comes out here, we'll be all right. And Kevin Hart. I just need Chief Keep to drop that fucking album, nigga. <laughs> and Paul OG. and Joyner Lucas. But well, that's another conversation for another day. But anything else you want to add before we got to land this plane?
1: All I want to say is is I could go on and on about that whole thing. But Mm -hmm. at a certain point, I would really just like to, I would really like for our representation to just be bigger in places that needs more representation. And I'm not just talking about Colorado. I'm talking about places like Washington. I'm talking about places like you know like dc like dc well no because dc is they call it dc chocolate city there's a there's a large i'm
0: talking about in the political oh well yes
1: but i'm talking about like we just need more representation and everyone's like oh you guys get plenty that's not what i'm talking about but that's all i that's all i asked for and i think honestly it's time for black people to start gatekeeping that shit because y'all don't deserve it
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well, people, we hope you have a great Black History Month. We're going to keep it black all year round. Do the same. You know, be extra black, you know what I'm saying? Um, the this ad- is the Modern Saying podcast. We keep it black for your black ass. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to quote the great man on the street, "Move, bitch, it's Black History Month. <laughs> all right, good night, y'all. Вот это закислое